All right, I'm going to kick off the show with a little game. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like Mad Libs, but so we don't get sued. I'm going to call it Matt Libs. Matt Libs. You like that? Yeah, I've been called a Matt Lib from time to time. <laughs> All right, and in the blank, you're going to insert like a noun or an adjective. Oh, I see. Okay, sorry. Yeah, like, like Mad Libs, like you said. I'm going to run through them, and I'll score you at the end. How's that? That's perfect. Okay, number one. It's not easy being blank. Me. <laughs> okay. Number two, the wearing of the blank. True. <laughs> the shrew. The wearing of the shrew. Okay. Number three, how blank was my valley? Pally. Number four, blank with envy. (sighs) Completely fucking stuffed. (laughs) Number five, you've got a real blank thumb. You got a real blank thumb. What the fuck fuck are you getting these Matt Libs? (laughs) Misshapen? (laughs) Okay, number six, the last one. Uh Uh-huh. Brian Austin blank green So they were all green. You failed Matt Libs terribly. I got one out of six. Oh, now I see. Now, all right. Now I understand what you were trying to do. <laughs> A little Matt Libs game to tie into the theme of tonight's broadcast. Exactly. The Green Show. <sighs> the Green Show. And what's that all about tonight? We had this idea that we would possibly do a series of podcasts just using one color as a central theme. We would pick things that we like that are that color. So tonight, we're starting this potential series with green in honor of St. Pat. Exactly. St. Patrick's Day is coming up, obviously, and green is all over the place. And I'm seeing everybody post green things and kind of get you in the mood for it. So, I mean, personally, I don't really, like, celebrate that. But March kind of associates with green, so. Well, as a 100% Sicilian, St. Patrick's Day is huge in my family. (laughs) Is that true? No. (laughs) Well, you never know how things tie in. Well, I mean, we did make the, what is it, the uh, the corned beef, whatever the fuck that is. (laughs) We have that usually, or at least we did when I was growing up. And that was just ghastly to me as a kid oh god i couldn't stand like that dissecting a frog no oh god yeah. it's not my jam at all but i'm definitely looking forward to the green show We've got a lot of great picks tonight yeah it's a real eclectic list of great green things 
Who's going to start us off? I think I'll start. Okay. Let's go for it. Okay. Here's my first green thing. Wait, we're, we're going green. We're going to give her that. Let's do it. Let's go. We're going to go green. (laughs) Number one. Ronald, everything looks green. Oh, green butterflies. Uh, I'm green footprints. Uncle O'Grimacy. Hello, boys. I'm back. And I'm painting everything green to match the shamrock shake. Shamrock shakes are back? Yummy. Let's celebrate at McDonald's. Shamrock shakes. My first green thing is Uncle O'Grimacy. The official McDonald's mascot for Shamrock Shakes, he really existed. He did. He was a thing. Yeah, I, I think it was probably the 70s when he made his debut, right? Uh, yeah, I would think so, because most of the stuff you'll see online, it's just, it feels so ancient. Oh, it's so, it's so grainy and weird, and we'll get, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah real yeah. old school. Yeah. For those out there who have never made Uncle Grimace's acquaintance, he's basically <laughs> like the Irish Swamp Thing version of Grimace. <laughs> huge green monster huge green hat huge green leprechaun accent wait did you say the swamp thing version he's the irish swamp thing version of grimace well it made me think it's not he's kind of like you remember that monster from like sid and marty croft yeah he is he's just like that you know grimace sort of has uniformly smoothish skin yeah. and this thing is just like this fucking walking carpet just a complete <laughs> mess He's all raggedy. The further back you go, the creepier the McDonaldland characters look. Like Grimace had googly eyes, and googly eyes made him really scary if you compare him to like what we grew up with where his eyes were just static, you know? Yeah, he couldn't control them. They were just all over the place. But his uncle, though... his he, uncle uh, it's just, it's, at least he at least he dressed up though like grimace didn't even have any clothes <laughs> yeah he had this like weird vest that was held together by a lock i think it was just everything about uncle grimacy was just slightly off yeah but i can't believe that there is an in canon irish uncle of grimace like that's the greatest thing in the world so he had his irish accent and he he was just the bringer of Shamrock shakes. A special treat uh, that everyone looks forward to. Yeah. You know, back in the day when uh, this big green guy debuted, the shamrock shake was a much bigger deal at McDonald's. It was a huge deal. It's kind of like the McRib because I remember it falling off of the face of the earth for a long time and not necessarily saying they didn't have it, but I remember them like not advertising it for a long time. No, I can totally back you up on that because it used to be like a huge thing for me to go hunt them down because they didn't advertise them. Yeah. And only certain McDonald's would ever have them. Exactly. Exactly. So, and now it's like they've kind of made them a bigger deal again because everyone's on Twitter being like, oh, where's the Shammy Shakes? Now, Grimace himself, the purple guy, considering he's in a family of grimaces or grimace eye yeah you think that okay well he's purple and he's supposed to be the embodiment of a milkshake right yeah which i first of all never knew that i know i I never because by the time we were kids grimace was just sort of like ronald's background best friend 
didn't really have a dog in the hunt. He was just there. If he's supposed to be the embodiment of a shake, that makes no sense unless it's a grape shake, which sounds absolutely delicious to me. And there's a line in the Goonies when Chunk is talking about ice cream and he's like, grape. And I'm like, man, bitch, please. He's like, There's no grape ice cream. Then I think about it. I'm like, that could be the way that McDonald's regains all their prominence in America. Grimace grape shakes. Oh, that would be some hot shit right there. Can't deny yeah. it. But the other thing I was going to comment about Grimace is that, okay, he's got a green uncle, which mm-hmm. you mentioned. You yeah. talked about him. But their species is Grimace. So that's like if your name was human. Well, you know, I think you could kind of argue that he's almost like an alien race and they play by their own culture's rules, you know? He's not going to so, follow mankind's uh, naming structure. Right, but his his uncle was Uncle O'Grimacy and his name was Grimace, but they were all Grimaces? Like, they all have Grimace in their name? I wonder, like, what's their cousin's name? I'm sure Grimace would play a part in every name in the extended Grimace family. Granny Grimace. Granny Grimace and... Gordon Grimace. Gordon Grimace. Oh, Gordon Grimace has to become a thing. So this one's for Shamrock Shakes and Uncle O'Grimacy. I come celebrate. McDonald's is serving up the one and only Shamrock Shake. They're tasty, cool, and delicious. But hurry, they won't be around for long. And that's no Lani. Number two. Breathe. Now. For my first green entry, Mm -hmm. the Thala Siren Milk from The Last (laughs) Jedi, which is (laughs) the green milk that Luke just downs and he just looks so satisfied. It was like a got milk commercial for Star Wars. It was amazing. Yeah, that was probably the best scene in the movie. (laughs) So at first when we were watching this, because we saw this in IMAX and, you know, I was like, well, wait a minute, though. Because we're in the Star Wars universe here. We're, we're fully immersed. And if you're a Star Wars fanatic, your thoughts immediately train to blue milk. Okay. Because blue milk is what was in A New Hope. And any other colored milk is not allowed because Twitter will be outraged. Yeah. Like, they, how, <laughs> how could that guy, how could that director, yeah. Ryan Johnson, with the different spelling on Ryan? <laughs> and I started to think. Then maybe we were wrong about the blue milk and maybe the blue milk in A New Hope was like the film was discolored and was actually green. Like these are the thoughts going through my head at that moment. And then is that why you were sort of drifting off the theater? (laughs) No, I drifted off to Octu. Yeah. (laughs) But like, obviously, that wasn't the case. This is milk from a giant mammal. It's like a walrusy type thing. That like just a kind of... sort of alien kangaroo walrus monster. And it just kind of chills there on the rocks and it's all calm and everything while Luke is just like milking the teat and just drinking directly from the from the teat. <laughs> I just I want to see the script to see how that like is described in words. I know. Louis Pasteur would not approve of this scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, as with a lot of geek minutia that we involve ourselves in, this sparked people's imaginations because if you search the Thala Siren milk recipe, you will get a plethora 
of drink concoctions that would be served at your next Star Wars themed party. Why wouldn't you just like put a couple of drops of green food coloring in milk and call it a day? <laughs> you can do that too, yeah. but it just it tastes the same. You don't you know? need a whole freaking eHow guide on that. <laughs> Wiki how. <laughs> so I think you need to because it just it really spices it up and makes it different, you know? Yeah. But like you don't need another glass of siren milk. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> I know people have been divided over the last Jedi, and I won't pretend that I don't understand why, but like in terms of Luke, you look at this little scene with him milking an alien. I love the way they handled him in that movie. Oh my god, it's so amazing. It's like it just totally played into like Mark Hamill has sort of a weird sense of humor. Yeah. And it just really played into his own sense of oh humor. Oh my god. It was it was so perfectly done. And that scene to me, I, I got a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah. I love it when the gifts turn up online. Such a bizarre scene, and then to know that it was actual real effects and it like it was people were in the animatronic puppet. Yeah, and he really did drink whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> yeah, but it was like an eighteen foot tall. Yeah, his tall like siren. vomit milk mustache. <laughs> I could just picture Obi Wan like I know what you have in that thermos. <laughs> <laughs> A Jedi is not to drink such things. <laughs> Supposed to be very healthy for you, though, so <laughs> I'm going to drink up. <sighs> Here's to Luke and his alien cow milk. Cheers. Number three. When heroes in a half show are making a surprise, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie spread from the sewers to you. Their minds are delicious, you know that's true, because they're filled with mutagen goo. That vanilla pudding goo got the tastiest, flakiest, greatest crust, even better than our pizza. And it's green, like us, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie, fresh from the sewers to you, radically sweet. You can't eat it. And there's a free turtle sticker inside, that's me. My second pick is the famous Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pudding Pie. Oh, yes, the legendary pudding legendary pie. pudding pie made by <laughs> Hostess back in 1991. I can't believe it's taken us so long to even mention these on the show. Yeah, considering you've been obsessed with them forever. I mean, you know, I fudge it here and there, but I like them. <laughs> So for those who weren't paying attention back in the early 90s, turtle pies were basically just regular Hostess vanilla pudding pies, mm -hmm. but they were encased in this bright green icing, which made them kind of look like turtle shells. Yes. Now, I have to be honest, at the time, I was kind of deathly afraid of those pudding pies in general. Yeah. I don't know. Did you eat those things? I mean, I had them, but I didn't make a habit out of it. Uh, it just, to me, like, I would look at them and how they ooze that whatever goo inside. And it would just remind me of the scene in The Fly where he throws up on the donut. Oh, oh. <laughs> so it's like, oh, uh, I would buy the turtle pies because fuck yeah, Ninja Turtles. But I would just sort of like eat around the pastry and not get to the middle. Well, because they dubbed the middle Retro Mutagen Ooze, I believe. Yeah, and I would have loved to have been able to bring myself to eat something called Retro Mutagen Ooze, but <laughs> in this case, you know, it was sort of a fool me twice scenario. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, pudding pies, when they came out, were delicious. But I have to say, like, if I had a choice to have a pudding product, mm -hmm. you know, if it wasn't actual pudding, it would be pudding pops. Teenage Ninja Turtles Pudding Pops. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I would. I mean, I would have eaten them at least. I don't know if they would have made such an impression on the world at large, but at least I could have eaten them. Let me ask you about these TMNT pies, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, not only are they very coveted in the collector's circles, oh, which man. is you weird for me. No, to I would fucking I would <laughs> trade my goddamn car for one. <laughs> one time, oh, so pissed off. I just like had a lapse and wasn't looking at eBay, and a set of four in the package went for sixty fucking dollars. 60 bucks that's a small price to pay for something it was, it was that's much. nothing i would pay six thousand i would sell it all <laughs> for that instagram of me opening a 1991 turtle pie <laughs> oh man but okay so what i was getting at is like i i know they're very rare in the collector circles mm-hmm. you know and it's weird to think that people collect old food but they do i mean you're one of those people but like, why are they dubbed so rare? Like even when they were out, because I remember going to the supermarket and seeing the display for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they were that rare. It's not that they were rare. It's that they were mostly on sale in weird places where you wouldn't normally find these sort of branded candies. Like, like Home you, Depot? No, not, <laughs> not Home Depot level weird, but like. You are more likely to find the TMNT pies in like a corner deli or a gas station store than in a supermarket. Right. They weren't in the places you would normally look for this kind of shit. Yeah. You know, people have been pining for their return, and I'm surprised that they didn't try to work something out with any of these resurgent Ninja Turtle shows. I know they got a new Ninja Turtle show. I feel like they're coming fast and furious. There's been, I mean, two big ones at least since the cartoon ended and maybe and more if you count the little ones it's probably because they're so unhealthy oh yeah these turtle pies they didn't fuck around holy (laughs) shit like i mean in general the pudding pies are bad news for the stomach but these are like it's just crap surrounded by crap and then encased in fluid liquid crap (laughs) and like some sort of alien food coloring oh that's the best part (laughs) that's what you were paying that 59 cents for (laughs) number four For this entry, Matt, it's all about green fire. Green fire? Yeah, let me explain where I'm going with this. So a little known fact to the listeners of the Purple Stuff podcast, I am a bit of a pyromaniac, all right? You are? So, yeah, I, I like to breathe fire. I like to stare at fire. If you're around a campfire, you do fiery tricks. Yeah, exactly. Much to the chagrin of everyone around you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So the reason why I am arriving at this entry is that I've always been obsessed with green fire, which has appeared quite a bit in popular culture. Oh, fuck. Yes. Yes. I first saw it in Disney's Sleeping Beauty, which was, you know, the animated film. Right. And Maleficent, the villain, who is so badass, she turns into an evil dragon at the end and she breathes green fire all over the place. And I was like hooked on it. Yep. So through the years, I would notice it in other places. You know, like I'd go to a concert and I'd see pyro in the background. There'd be green fire blowing out. 
And then there's a, a character fire from DC comics and she has the power to basically ignite herself into green flames. And Ooh. then like she could like throw fire with her mind and stuff like that. So in other places, it pops up the Harry Potter series where they travel through fireplaces using this thing called flu powder. And it turns the fireplaces basically into like a transport. They use this powder and it ignites green flames in the uh, fireplace. And then they kind of disappear into the chimney and travel wherever they want to go. It's amazing. Right, but the point is that the green fire is just so attractive. It's so awesome. Yeah. And of course, something that you're very familiar with in Game of Thrones, they have a thing called wildfire. The which best. Is, yeah. It's this green liquid. It's used in like in their war sort of like an example is when Tyrion used it against Stannis Baratheon's soldiers and he blew them all up. Right. That's always been like one of my favorite scenes in that series. So I've always been mesmerized by it. So, and I even got it tattooed on me. You know, you have a green fire. What do you mean I, you have a green fire tattoo? Yeah, that was my first tattoo on my on my bicep. I have green flames. Oh, on my I thought arm. that was like the logo for some shitty band that I didn't know. <laughs> no, no. So, like, I figured, let me throw that in there because you know I like doing the compilation entries where yeah, I could you're a big throw, you're a big yeah. fan of the compilation entries yeah, <laughs> yeah like 800 yeah. entries in one well, you I, know usually the shows go me I do five or six things and you do 50 or 60 <laughs> I'm economical yeah no but I'm with you on this because there is something about especially movies whenever they use that green fire effect you're like okay yeah. I'm I'm fucking in now yeah like, the I'm movie could could have been totally garbage up to that point as soon as green fire is on screen <laughs> you're sold yeah i'm like a yeah. fucking plus i'm going on letterbox and doing something that they do when a movie's good fire 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 <laughs> fire 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 number five Okay, this one's a little bit weird, but bear with me. I think all of our entries are. <laughs> yes, but somehow a little bit weirder than your compilation, Green Fire, and my <laughs> Uncle O'Grimacy. Do you remember Superman's Kryptonite Rocks? I do remember them, yes. Okay, so uh, for those who don't, starting in the late 70s, and I think continuing through at least part of the 80s, there were advertisements for... Superman's Kryptonite rocks in the backs of comic books. Mm -hmm. So they were literally the same rocks you would find in your backyard, but they just covered it in this bright green <laughs> glow-in-the-dark paint. Neither of us were even alive when those things were out, so I had no idea that they were really just rocks. Mm -hmm. Later on, I got them on eBay, and it, like it's literally just the most simple rock you could find painted green. So brilliant. They made millions of dollars selling backyard rocks. Especially put yeah, putting that ad in the back of a comic where you may have just read uh, a story about kryptonite in Superman or something like that. Right, you know? and, and, and that's the thing. The ads were brilliant because obviously if you're reading those ads, you are a fan of Superman. Right. So what they say in the ad is basically that by buying the kryptonite rocks, you're protecting Superman from them. You don't want to <laughs> let his enemies get kryptonite. So you buy it and you keep it safe. <laughs> It's like Batman, because Batman in the Batcave has kryptonite. 
just in case he ever needs to defeat Superman. Oh, <laughs> keep, he just keeps a little stash? Yeah, keep him at bay, you know? Oh, I mean, I don't need to beat Superman, but I'd keep a stash of that shit. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I used it to is. pay like 80 bucks at the Nature Company for something half that. Just like a little five-ounce piece of fake jade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I never ordered from those uh, ads, but I... I... We all read those ads. I don't oh, know if we oh, actually acted on them. Dude, like, I might... was a junkie yeah. for any, like, <laughs> like I hated when I got an old comic book because obviously you couldn't order from the ads anymore. Yeah. But if it was semi-recent, I was sending those self-addressed stamp envelopes and my 250 and I was getting whatever the fuck they were going to send me. <laughs> I think I was always like way into the ones that appeared like in the back of fangoria or like Starlog. oh those you know, are great so they would have great. like masks and stuff and yeah. there's always some like weird thing that you wouldn't be able to get anywhere else remember those ads in fangoria where they had the like just movie studio style eyeballs for sale <laughs> yeah. it's like 59.95 for just one loose eyeball or 69.95 <laughs> if you wanted your eyeball attached to a key ring <laughs> I wanted one of those eyeballs so bad, but what 12-year-old has $60 to spend on an eyeball? <laughs> oh, man. I don't I don't remember the eyeball one, but yeah, I'm with you. Okay, yeah. Well, maybe it was just me. Maybe I made it up. I don't know. You may have. So yeah. you never ordered anything from any of these books? No, I never ordered... I had a lot of discretion, which I don't have anymore. Yeah, you of all people. Like, you still have an <laughs> album with all like the packaging from your action figures. <laughs> like they used to sell little plastic twisted sister figures in the backs of these books. How could you of all people not have sent them $5 here and there? Well, let me tell you, because if I was to ever order any of those things that I used to see, I would have ordered everything. So I think it was good that I had some restraint. Yeah. It's just that I was saving it all up for my adult life where I have absolutely none. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's true. I like, you You know, you'll send me, hey, did you see this? I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I just ordered it like two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're impossible to shop for if it's an occasion <laughs> because it's just nothing you like you don't have already. Or, I know. or at least don't have on the way. <laughs> With it. It's like you have a news feed that just brings you everything that you're going to buy, and you just sit there hitting the same button over and over again all day long. So do you still have the Kryptonite rocks or no? I, yes, I do, actually. I don't know where the rocks are, but I know where the box is. And the box was obviously the best part. It was like cool black box with Superman on it. Yeah. Yeah, like it totally made, you know, backyard rocks painted green worth $7 or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> as long as you have a nice package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you have an ornate package that's what I always say <laughs> number six oh hi Christine well I'm trying to figure out the secret ingredients to green slime Oh, Alistair, that is a noble ideal. Well, how's it coming along? Well, actually, not too good. You see, I've only isolated one ingredient, which is hydrogen hydroxide. You know, good old H2O. Oh, right. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, Alistair, like, what else could there be in that green stuff? Well, I don't know. See, that's why I'm... <laughs> Do you remember 
when General Mills and Nickelodeon teamed up to create Green Slime Cereal? Hell yes, I remember that. Well, that was around 2003. Mm-hmm. And when that came out, I do remember seeing it on shelves, but I never actually bought it. So I always kind of regretted not getting it because it just looked so good. But at that point in time, I was like, no, no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I was trying to be an adult. And oh. then, now, of course, years later, I regret the hell out of it. Well, I did buy it because back in 2003, I was really kind of just holding on by a thread with the blogging. Yeah. So I used to just go to the store and buy a cereal brand and say, okay, here's 100 words about cereal. Yeah. That'll tide you over for another five weeks. <laughs> and Green Slime Cereal is one of them. Holy shit. That's not, like, people our age, we obviously... And naturally, wax nostalgic over much older cereals. Yeah. But this one, people who are younger than us are going to be talking about this even after we're dead. It was a big time cereal. It was big time and it was limited edition to promote the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards that year. So if you aren't sold on the name enough, like green slime cereal it gets right off it gets right to the rolls off shape. the tongue yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just no way that you're a loyal member of the purple stuff party yeah. you know i mean green slime cereal it's just the greatest thing ever they didn't go nickelodeon cutesy like it's like the box is all slimy and gross yeah totally. like really like he-man style slimy exactly i would go so far as to say that this might be the one cereal that I would go out on a limb for and actually like petition for it to make a comeback. It's Nickelodeon branded. So the possibility is there to tie it into like the Kids Choice Awards again or like even TMNT because they basically own the property. Oh my God, a merger, a green yeah. slime cereal with a TMNT tie in. Yeah, like an ooze that, cereal. That's, or a, that's a game changer. The slime gimmick itself is basically like my most prominent inspiration in my life. Yeah, you love that toxic-y... Yeah, like I love... Like I have containers of slime all over my condo, you know? <laughs> yeah, you cannot turn down a can of slime. So many things in life have made an impact on me, but I don't think there's anything more than the first time I saw Moose get slimed on You Can't Do That on Television. <laughs> really? That was your big moment, huh? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's just, the best of both worlds. I love breakfast cereal. I love slime. It's the perfect storm. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so ironic that you didn't pick it up in 2003 because by your cereal eating standards in 2018, there isn't a cereal box in that fucking aisle that you have not eaten five times. We've been through this before. I know. I think back then I was even more on like a health kick than I am now. Yeah, but you still even today will break form for a new cereal. I didn't even get to describe it. So like these were little corn puffs that were green and they had marshmallows that were orange, kind of looked like the Nickelodeon logo at the time. I thought they uh, were like almost like Kids Choice blimps. Yeah, blimps. Yeah. 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 That, which they were kind of using for the logo uh, often at that point. Yeah. But so, I mean, they, they, it looked delicious, but it, as far as the flavor, from what I read, it was sort of like a fruity, yummy mummy or like a fruit root type cereal. You know, now that you mention it, it would have been totally workable as that elusive creature from the Black Lagoon monster cereal oh always waiting yeah, for. You're right. Yeah, oh that would have been God. great. They could they wouldn't even have to change much. I mean, oh. the green pieces already kind of looked like his feet. Yeah, and it's it's General Mills, so they already have. It was oh my god, oh my god, it's 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 natural. In prepping for our show, mm -hmm. is that I was watching YouTube videos, and you know you got like thirty, forty something year old people 
on YouTube videos explaining the concept of when someone said slime on Nickelodeon, they would get doubts with slime. Right. It's so surreal because like that's the most basic explanation. It's like breaking down an equation or tracing the evolution of a species. It's slime. Like kids are still obsessed with slime. Yeah. And they they still watch Nickelodeon and people are on the Kids Choice Awards getting doused with gallons and gallons of slime. Yeah, it, it, it hasn't gone away. Yeah, but like you have to just go back to the beginning when all they said was, I don't know. And then they would get slime. That's <laughs> what it came from. That's where it all started. <laughs> and even Double Dare, too. Oh, Double Dare slime. Oh, it just looks so good. Looked like, yeah. you, like you wanted to taste that shit. I just, yeah, I just want slime blobs in my mouth. Yeah. Well, you have plenty of options all around you. You dot your apartment with those cans like they're potpourri. Nick, 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 Number seven. The Ghostbusters are back. And we're the official headquarters. You know what that means. We're going to be busy? You better believe it. Remember, guys, only we've got what every Ghostbuster wants. Chicken sticks? Ghostbusters! Who are you going to call? When you see a ghost, blast. I don't see any ghost. See? It works. I ain't afraid of no ghost. They're here! Hey, let's cook! Collect all four Ghost Blasters only at Hardee's. Back in 1989, Hardee's ran that major promotion for Ghostbusters 2. Greatest of all time. Oh, it was basically like a bigger and better version of what a Happy Meal would have been. Mm -hmm. Like you got these sweet plastic burger containers that were shaped like the Ecto-1 or Slimer yeah. or whatever. It was absurd. It was the coolest kid's meal I think I've ever seen. Yeah, and they had little giveaways in it too. Yeah, the little noisemaker thing, mm -hmm. ghost whatever the hell. Yeah. They actually had to recall those. So like, I guess kids were like choking on a part of it or something. Yeah. But still, and for a minute there, they were really great. The best <laughs> part of that promotion, though, is something that I don't see people talk about nearly enough. Yeah. The Slimer Sunday. The absolute best. That's the white whale. Yeah. Well, the green whale, which is why I'm picking it for this podcast. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> so picture this. It's a just big scoop of soft serve vanilla ice cream, and it's drenched with this bubblegum-flavored green slime syrup. Luscious. So luscious. luscious. Just, oh, just, oh. you know, it wasn't just some random syrup that they dyed green. They actually, I looked this up, they actually, like, hired an outside company to make the perfect slime syrup, and it was. The only thing that we have left of it, the remnants, are seeing, like, the advertisements when you do a Google search. That's really about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and there's just very few of those, too. Mm -hmm. I think there's only like one picture on the entire internet that kind of gives you a vague idea of what this thing looked like. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Here's the part that kills me, though. I never got to try this thing. Neither did I. Yeah, because I guess it was the same for you in Jersey. I don't know. But around here, there's no Hardee's. We had no Hardee's here, but it's not like it is now. Like when I was that age, I think I was, you know, nine or whatever. Like back then, you're looking at it and you're like, well... Is there a Hardee's in the next like two or three miles? You can't, just, you couldn't just go on Google. No, back there, was, then. there was nothing. Plus, like, there were, there really were none around. It wasn't like they were a 10 minute drive, they were just gone. But, but like ba back then, though, legitimately, I wouldn't have been like, hey, uh, dad, can you bring me two hours to Hardee's for this thing? Like, that, that wasn't happening. You know what uh, I mean? Oh, I, I would have if I thought there was a chance of it happening because, like, those <laughs> burger containers, they look like, 
toys, like just outright yeah. Toys R Us toys. Yeah. So every once in a while, I'll talk to somebody online who at least claims that they've eaten a Slimer Sunday. I think people pretend they did. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure if I go back into everything I've ever written, I'm sure I've said I've eaten 10 of them. <laughs> but deep down, I haven't, and it hurts. And the people who have always say that it was like the best thing in the history of food, just to stick that knife in a little further. I have a confession to make. Mm -hmm. I once recreated this at home. Oh, did you? Yes. I went to Carvel and I got a small cup of vanilla soft syrup, right? But the problem was by the time I brought it home, it was very melty and it became a total mess because what I have is bubblegum syrup. Okay, because I'm a bubblegum flavor. Fanatic. I know you're you're yeah. you've expressed this to me before. Yeah, like we drove to a store just to get the Rowdy Rowdy Piper soda, which was bubblegum soda. Yeah, and the whole reason you're friends with me is because they once found that can of fruity bubblegum high C. Yes. Uh, <laughs> kind of added a shine to me. <laughs> you have a good memory. Yeah. <laughs> Soft serve vanilla with bubblegum syrup that had food coloring in it. It was delicious. I have no idea if that's exactly how it tasted back then because I didn't have it. But yeah. I mean, I did my well, best. I mean, it was that's what it was. It was soft serve vanilla with green bubblegum syrup. Yeah. Oh my god, I would kill. You know, we got back Ecto Cooler. We got back all this other stuff. You gotta say though, we got that Slimer marshmallow drink at uh, that burger place. Not remember? Yeah, I mean, that was a little too hoity-toity. I just want some ice cream with green shit on it. You know. Well, it was kind of cool, though, because it had, like, the green slime kind of dripping everywhere. Yeah, that was a good promotion. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, if you go back and look at the photo you took when we went there, which is the same photo that's all over the internet because everyone stole it. Yeah, it was a really <laughs> good photo. I mean, I know how to boost those fucking colors. It was a great photo, yeah. But I remember we got it, and you took one sip, and you threw the rest away. <laughs> I was on one of my many diets that day. Yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, I want to drink at least half of it. Yeah, I, it's such a pisser too because I like, if I recall correctly, like the next day I ate a whole box of Triscuits anyway, so <laughs> I should have just had the damn thing. Well, Triscuits are a little healthier than 17 pounds oh, of marshmallows. God, that was and just giant mess of sugar. But there's like marshmallows on top of marshmallows and the problem with the green slime in it it was like kiwi something or yeah, other yeah and you know that, what i'm not yeah. a fan of kiwis i know that but, a lot of you uh, out there are and you probably are too but just, i don't like kiwis no, now kiwi just they I, ugh, they're just weird looking weird tasting weird everything if it was like pear even i would be okay with it yeah i guess pear's okay because traditionally Bubblegum is not green. <laughs> so No, but Slimer is. Slimer is. Yeah, and bubblegum definitely suits him. Yeah. So the Slimer Sunday. Oh, yeah, it's greatest. One of your best of all time. Well, thank you. In fact, let's never do the show again because I don't think we'll ever reach the pinnacle that we just did. Yeah, you know what? Your next pick should also be the Slimer Sunday. <laughs>
keeping with the McDonald's theme, because you mentioned the Uncle O'Grimacy earlier. I like how you call him the Uncle O'Grimacy, because that's, that's yeah, correct. <laughs> the one and only. Yeah. Um, this entry is the McDonald's Angry Birds Green Burger, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you told me about this, and I had not heard of it. And when I looked it up, my jaw hit the floor. Yeah, I mean, something like this, even though it was predominantly in china from what i read mm -hmm. usually it doesn't pass us by this one i don't remember it at all i i can't believe i don't remember something this magnificent especially because we went through the whole halloween whopper and stuff like that so this takes us to the game that people were playing on their phones for like a year or two where everyone was going crazy for angry birds right yep. and then it felt like in retrospect it was like two minutes of our lives and then all of a sudden they made a movie like way after it was like mega popular. And in China, McDonald's made a red burger and a green burger. When I say that, the buns were colored. That was about it, right? Right, right. So the first one was the naughty green burger. And <laughs> no, that... wait, you left out a word. <laughs> and I think it's important. It's not <laughs> the naughty green burger. It's the naughty green pork burger. Well, yeah, no, but they had pork and chicken. So it was pork or chicken. I'm going to go with Naughty Green Pork Burger. <laughs> this just sounds like, so much yeah. like a sexual act. I know. Like like, there well, must be a listing on Urban Dictionary for Naughty Green Pork Burger. Or just Naughty Green Pork. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's, it's either a pork patty or a chicken patty, and it had an egg on it, right? Okay, getting weirder. Yeah, supposedly the bun was infused with spinach, but I don't know for a fact. So, okay, so and nobody the, should print that one. Yeah, do not yeah. do not cite me yeah. as a reference on that. So it had like a green spicy sauce, which is what I guess made it naughty. Oh yeah, a mystery sauce of some sort. Yeah, and the colors of the like the green and the red were supposed to reflect the colors of the characters in Angry Birds. Of course. And as like a accoutrement you could have gotten a green tea mcflurry which to me sounds friggin amazing oh like, my lord we should have went to china i know like a, i would travel to china just for the green tea mcflurry yeah that's that sounds real good or if they could mail it to me on dry ice that would be preferable oh i've thought about making that request before for these like overseas mcdonald's foods because <laughs> yeah. they're always so more intricate than the stuff we get here yeah, and listen to this one. So the Super Red Burger was a chicken patty with spicy pepper mayo and egg, lettuce, and sliced tomatoes. Very gourmet. Yeah, very gourmet, yeah. The green bun got a lot of negative feedback, a lot of negative press. People in the press were kind of crapping all over it, saying, like, this green bun looks disgusting, blah, blah, blah. To be honest, it didn't look that bad to me. And most of the video reviews that I watched of, like, people actually in China and Singapore eating these things, yeah. they were really good. They really liked them. So I'm thinking to myself, though, if you're going to choose between a green bun burger or a black bun burger, I personally think that green one looks a little more appetizing. Hmm. Yeah, more natural and organic for sure, but I ain't turned down black bread, Jay. I, I know. I, trust me, I know. You kept the Halloween burger. I still yeah, I look at it every day. Yeah. <laughs> Pull it out of the freezer, cradle it for a minute, and then just go about my business. No, no, no. You skip the part. Show it off on the internet and yeah. then put it back. <laughs> I know it's going to bring in the hits. Old fucking bread. 
you know what we like. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I'm hoping they do something like that again because, like, you know, these things keep hitting these overseas markets, and like, it's almost like they gave up here on the whole colored bread thing. Let's just hypothetically say they did do a green bun burger for St. Patty's Day yeah. and to go along with your shamrock shake, okay. right? So you got the green bun, which if you go with me on this, it's infused with like broccoli or something healthy, right? Hmm. Every bone would be like, oh, it's healthy. Let's eat it. It's good. I'll eat a, a broccoli infused bun in like two seconds. Uh, I mean, that that's you. I think I would prefer just a lot of food coloring. But I'll eat it either way. I would go into McDonald's on my hands and knees if they had a green bun burger. They should have a whole green meal at McDonald's. Oh, That's what totally. I Totally, and the, the, just the big St. Patty's feast. Plus, now that the Quarter Pounders have actual real beef now, it's like McDonald's could be in a real renaissance if they just listen to what we have to say. Oh, totally. Between the real beef and the green bun, they are made. Yeah, and Uncle O'Grimacy making a comeback. Oh, Yes. <laughs> I may take your order, please. Big Mac, McDLT, a quarter pounder with cheese, filet, a fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, McChicken, and McNuggets, tasty golden french fries, regular and larger size, a salad, chef for garden, or chicken salad, oriental, and for breakfast, egg, big buffin, hotter cakes, a sausage, baby, omelette, big buffins, all three kinds of Danish hash, two and four dessert, hot apple pies, and Sunday street varieties, the saucer cone, three kinds of shakes, and chocolate, chip cookies, and a drink of Coca-Cola, diet, coca, nori, drink a Sprite, and coffee, and a chocolate, all Number nine. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, live at the Civic Auditorium in Knoxville, Tennessee. We are about to see the appearance, the second appearance, the first appearance on TBS of Oz. All right, Jay, you ready for my last one? I can't wait. Okay, and it's going to be tough, but we're going to talk about Oz. And by Oz, I don't mean Wizard of Oz. Though I not guess I Oz, not again. Though I guess I sort of do. By Oz, I mean the ridiculous wrestler from World Championship <laughs> Wrestling, who was a seven-foot jade giant, literally based on the Wizard of Oz. Yes. 1991. Played by someone we know very well. Yeah, he was played by Kevin Nash, who <laughs> at that point was still uh, way too new to the business to turn down a gimmick, no matter what his instincts told him. Yeah. Kind of hard to describe what Oz was, but I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. He'd slowly walk to the ring wearing this giant green cape and this weird Halloween mask. And it was like, <laughs> it, was almost, it almost made him look like Steve the Tramp from Dick Tracy. Like this old man withered mask. Yeah. It was very strange. Very strange. And then to make it even stranger, before he would start wrestling, he would take off the mask and he would just be Kevin Nash under there. <laughs> So you have a character that's based on, you have a wrestler to say that's based on a character from Wizard of Oz. And for some reason, they make him like this mega bad guy. Yes. And it was just so bizarre and so weird. And it's made fun of all the time by wrestling fans. But I love it. <laughs> he was still in the kind of phase where he had a few different gimmicks. I think he was like Master Blaster at one point. And he, Vinny, he was Vinny Vegas. That, he had a couple yeah. of different like, you know, mid-card or lower-card gimmicks. He was new. But, yeah. I mean, still, it's like you had this seven-foot monster with like this obvious personality. And you keep giving him these weird dystopian <laughs> alien gimmicks where he's just basically got to lumber around like Frankenstein. Yeah. The best thing about Oz, and I don't know if you've ever heard it because I know you weren't huge on WCW. But he had the greatest theme song. You know, I don't even remember if I if I did hear it. I don't remember. I sent it to you. Let's uh, let's pull okay. that shit up. I'm gonna pull it up. 
And I promised I wouldn't listen until right at this very moment. So, yeah. so I'm gonna warn you: if for the first like 45 seconds, it's just kind of like creepy and weird. But once <laughs> you right. get to that 45 second mark, you're gonna smell what I'm cooking. Okay, pulling up right now. Okay, it's on. Oh man. <laughs> So it's kind of like this weird kind of Jawsy theme, right? Yeah, it sounds like Jaws in the beginning, like. Dun, dun, dun. All right, we're getting closer because yeah. it's gonna it's gonna change. Building You're not gonna up, believe what up, it does. Building up. Uh, I think it's like 45 seconds or so, and then it's gonna it's gonna blow your mind, man. It doesn't sound Oz-like at all. But like, wait, but wait. Uh, oh, oh my God! <laughs> now it's like a a freaking porn background song it's another one bites the dust but from porn <laughs> what is this it's this the greatest more... song in history i can't believe we haven't put this on the spooky yeah. songs <laughs> now i can understand how some wrestling fans may have thought that the character of oz was an aspire nobody's gonna tell me that he didn't have great theme music I just love his neon trunks. The green yeah, neon that, I mean, trunks. you see, I, I wasn't wrong to pick him on a, a green-themed show. The guy is all green. And I love how he was bathed in the green light yeah. that they shined on him. And even, like, his finishing maneuver was befitting of his character because it was like a twister. It, it's a twister. Oh, my. It's a, you're right. He didn't even put the two and two together, but that makes perfect sense. And I can't believe anything does. <laughs> It actually does make sense. The only thing that doesn't make sense is... Oh, man, that may not make sense to you, but I'm all in on that. I love that theme song. <laughs> I'm telling you, it goes to show any theme song in WCW was more often than not the absolute shits. What? That is that is absolute. That's offensive to me. That's, like, actually offensive. I love the WCW themes. They were so... They had so much more character. They were like so rough around the edges and soulful. <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously we're talking about who played him, the guy, Kevin Nash. Yes. And we also talked about the Ninja Turtles a little while ago. The connection is there. Yeah, there is a connection. Kevin Nash also played the Super Shredder in the yes. second Ninja Turtles movie in the same year. Amazing. Yes. So in 1991, Kevin Nash was the Super Shredder and Oz. Yes. Which is like the best possible year on record of anybody ever. So uh, just a few years later, when he was the biggest thing in WWF at the time. Right. It was around 1995. I was in the city with my mom for an event before Mania. Yeah. And we met Diesel, me and my mom, and, and my mom went right up to him, and she's like, "Hi, Mr. Diesel," and she and like he gave her a hug and a kiss. Oh my god! When I was that age, I ate, slept, and breathed wrestling, and there that's happening in front of my eyes. Yeah, and this is '95, so if I'm correct, he would have had the Zubas pants and a fanny pack. He was more like corporate, right, at that moment, because he had to be like on TV and stuff. Oh, so you had suit and tie, Diesel. Yeah, he was like suit and tie, uh, and he uh, had just gotten out of a limo. It was a big deal. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Did you get his Audi? No, that's what, I, we, that's what we call them in the in the hobby, Audis. I said, <laughs> no, I slapped his hand though. 
Oh, cool. His hand was still, it still had a, a green spray paint left over from when he was <laughs> Oz. Actually, now, now that I'm thinking about it, though, that Oz, if anyone needs a great Halloween costume idea, that's perfect. I do, and I'm going to take that suggestion because it is perfect. It's like a Irish genie. Number 10. All I'm saying is hippies a chance. Okay, my last pick is apropos because it's often served on St. Patty's Day, and that is pea soup. You told me you were going to bring up pea soup, and you told me nothing else. Yeah, it's, it sounds kind of strange, I guess. But What you know, is going on with this pick? <laughs> so we all have those one or two things that we can literally eat at any time, hot or cold, whether it's made well or terribly. And it's always something that you will gladly ingest yeah. no matter what, right? So for me, one of those things, one of only a few things that rate so high on my food list is pea soup. Really? It's such a strange, random thing to love that much. But yes, ever since I was a kid, my mom would make me like the greatest pea soup homemade and ever since then, I've just devoured it anytime. I'm like a pea soup vacuum. I never knew this I'm about like a you. Tyson pea soup vacuum. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> what adds to the mystique of pea soup is that, like, if you just have a pile of peas, that doesn't compare one bit to having them mashed into oblivion into a hot, pale green, delicious liquid oh, bliss. Come on, man. No. I know for most it can't look or taste that appetizing, but it's probably because they can't get past it looking like a bowl of green paint. Well, I mean, when I hear pea soup, my mind just springs to the girl from The Exorcist puking on everything. Yeah, exactly. And I think over the years, as I would tell people that, to be like, oh, you only like it because you like The Exorcist. I'm like, what? No. Yeah, if anything, that would keep you from liking it. I can eat it cold or warm or hot, leftover, really? homemade, wow. out of a can, any way I can get it. It's one of my favorite things. And in fact, I love pea soup so much, Matt, that I wrote a pea soup haiku for you. Oh, okay. Just for the Purple Stuff podcast. It's an exclusive. So here we go. All right. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Pea soup, you are good. Pea Albeit soup. misunderstood. Reagan vomits you. <laughs> <laughs> I was finger counting your syllables and it looks like you're on point. I'm on point and I'm currently writing my first book, Pea Soup for the Soul. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, just in shock here tonight. I never knew that you had this pea soup obsession. I'm yeah. a bit surprised because to be honest with you, pea soup is not something that rates very high in my list of things that I will ever eat. Under any circumstances. I'm not surprised. Yeah, like you mentioned your mother's pea soup being good. I remember when my mother used to serve pea soup, it would be like one of those nights where you had to sit at the dinner table and just sweat because you knew you couldn't even take a bite of the food. And you're just trying so hard to get out of there with that incident. 
I don't. I can't imagine like kids all across America. If, if they were ever served pea soup, they probably were like, "Get me out of here." You obviously have this kinship with pea soup. It's obviously a big part of your life, and yet I've never seen you eat it. <laughs> I've never seen you order it. I've never seen you like have a pull out a can of it at home, whatever. It's almost like it's your <laughs> private thing, and this is a real cathartic moment for you to be speaking about it. It is, it's exactly what it is. But yeah. also, you know, in my defense, when we're hanging out, if we're like drinking or we're doing whatever and there's kind of hijinks going on, it's not like, you know what? You know, it'd be great right now. A can of pea soup. No, not when we're <laughs> drinking, but when we're doing something else, I might see it. Also, you can't really get it at restaurants like all the time. It's kind of a weird, random thing. It's funny because you would imagine pea soup on a restaurant menu would do big business. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so that's my love of pea soup uh, in a nutshell a real surprise another little just a little nugget in the mountain that makes you you <laughs> stranger and stranger yeah god you have a lot of quirks and this is one of the quirkiest <laughs> it is it is so thank you for listening to my infatuation with pea soup pea soup baby it's here for pea soup and now reagan with her Vomiting <laughs> pea soup. <laughs> Take it, Reagan. <laughs> All right, so that was our green show. Yeah, what a show. Yeah, lots jam-packed. of jam packed with green things. Speaking yeah. of things, it's time to do ours. Let's do the thing. All right. Okay, so you had. The green McDonald's burger based on the Angry Birds. Mm-hmm. You had Luke Skywalker milking the alien. <laughs> you had pea soup. Yes. You had green fire and movies and television. These like yeah. sound like drug-addled Jeopardy categories. <laughs> and you had green slime cereal. Yes. That's a hell of a list. Yeah, it's, it is, right? All right. So, man... I have it down to two, and it's a real coin toss between them. <laughs> I am gonna go with the Luke Milk. Awesome! You kind of have to. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you really it was a it was a deep dig because when we're thinking green things, I'm like, oh, what's what's grassy? What's neon yeah. green? And you just went right for that little little bit of green in the last Jedi. <laughs> Plus, it's also fresh in my mind, you know. Yeah. But I love that pick. Uh, this, the scene that kind of stands in defense of the entire movie, in my opinion. Hamill is so good. He doesn't get a lot of credit, but he he was just so great in that movie. Oh, yeah. And after he took that swig, God, that face. Like, I want that drink. He yeah, made, it's the most he, disgusting he, thing. and He makes you want yeah, it. Yeah, he makes you want that drink like no other drink. Yeah, you that's know, what a like, good man, actor would do. Good. He'd make yeah. you covet just alien <laughs> slime that's coming out of a alien cow's teat <laughs> so yeah let's see now you have quite a list as well we've got kryptonite from the back of the comic books the tmnt pudding pies mm-hmm. we've got the slimer sunday and we've got oz did i miss any the big man uncle grimacy uncle grimacy yes 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 quite a list here I think the big money goes, honestly, goes with the TMNT pies, but I'm obviously going with Slimer Sunday. Wow, okay. I didn't really expect that. I'm happy to hear it, though, because, like I said earlier, this thing deserves so much more attention. 
I still don't think we have a Hardee's anywhere nearby, but no, it's 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 maddening. They always are doing cool things, and they their food looks like the kind of thing you would enjoy eating, if not be proud of eating. <laughs> if we can get our purple stuff listeners to contact Hardee's and tell them we want this back, I have actually written to both Hardee's and the company who made their slime syrup, asking for any information about this motherfucker, and they are just not forthcoming really yeah it's it's almost as if they don't want to talk about it they've distanced themselves <laughs> yeah or there there was some incident involving the slimer sunday that they just rather not they, they just want to leave that clam closed at this point <laughs> maybe they had a run-in with gozer you never know you just never know jay so yeah definitely slimer sunday great pick so our winners tonight are Luke Skywalker drinking alien milk and the Slimer <laughs> Sunday, a two-month-long promotion from Hardee's back in 1989. <laughs> I feel like uh, I've totally tanked my diet tonight, even though I I actually haven't eaten anything during the show. But I feel like I gained 45 pounds with all the food stuffs that oh, we talked man. about. Oh, man. Green slime cereal, Slimer Sundays, Ninja Turtles pudding pies, and, of course, your mother's pea soup. <laughs> My mama makes a soup. <laughs> I, I could really sure go for some of my mother's pea soup right about now. <laughs> so, the green show. We've gone green. <laughs> it was good to go green. So, this has been the green edition of the Purple Stuff Podcast. I'm Jay from the Sexy Armpit. And I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. It's not easy. Being green Having to spend each day The color Of the leaves When I think it might be nicer Being red or yellow Or gold Or something much more colorful Like that Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast It's not easy Being green Seems you blend in with so many other ordinary things. And people tend to pass you over because you're not standing out like flashy sparkles in the water or stars in the sky.